everyone, and welcome to the first official episode of the I Got 7 in Spirits podcast. My name is Chris, and I'm a K-pop YouTuber, and apparently now also a K-pop podcaster. If this is your first time listening to my new podcast, I'd suggest starting with episode zero, where I talk a bit about myself and what I'm doing with this podcast. Definitely not necessary, and it's totally cool if you decide to skip it, but it will give you a bit of insight into my favorite groups and my taste in K-pop, so if you're interested in that, definitely check that out. So at the beginning of 2019, I got the idea that each month I should listen to one group's entire discography, whether they were new groups or groups I already listened to before, I thought it would be cool to listen to everything by a group within a short time frame. At first, it was just meant to be a personal project, but when you make YouTube videos, nearly everything eventually turns into an idea for a video, and in this case, each video was going to be so long that I decided to turn it into a podcast as well. The video for this will include visual aids, but they aren't necessary and will be pretty light given how long this is going to be, so you won't be missing out too much if you do want to do audio only, so regardless of whether you're currently watching the video or listening to the podcast only, the other will also be linked if you want to switch. So for each month, I'm going to be posting a new episode where I discuss the group I just spent the month listening to. The episodes will vary based on whether it's a new group or a group I already stand, but the general format for each of these will remain relatively the same. I'll begin with basic info and my own history with the group, and then I'll talk a bit about each release in chronological order, pointing out specific songs or lyrics that stand out to me. After that, I'll talk big picture things like which albums are my favorite, the group's sound overall, and really just anything that feels relevant to that individual K-pop group. This, however, does not include my favorite album tracks and favorite title tracks because those will still be listed and ranked in separate videos as they always have been. The focus of this series and the podcast is on the music itself, so I'm not really going to be talking about any external factors unless they have a direct effect on the music. Also, I'm going to be sticking to groups' regular full group releases. Depending on the group, I might include subunits, but if I go trying to include solos and collaborations and literally anything every member of the group has ever done, I'll spread myself too thin and probably miss things. So keeping it simple, full group releases. So for this first month of the podcast, we're going to be talking about BAP, or Best Absolute Perfect. Quick history of BAP if you're unfamiliar. They debuted in January 2012 under TS Entertainment. They debuted with an intense sound that was a mix of hip-hop and rock. The group consists of six members, although currently due to contracts ending, only four remain officially in the group. And we will return to this at the end when I talk about the future of the group. Although the podcast is about the music, not the members, it's important to be aware that in 2014 they actually sued their company TS, which I think plays an important part in their later songs and their future from here onward. As far as my own knowledge of BAP, I went into this claiming BAP as one of my semi-ults. So not quite up to an alt bias, but pretty close. I first listened to them around the time I started getting into K-pop, but only heard a few of their songs like Skydive, Wake Me Up, and No Mercy. I eventually got into them more and actually started standing them in June of 2018, and I think that they have a really strong discography, as I'm going to talk about for a while. I absolutely love the whole group, but my bias is Yongguk and Daehyun and Youngjae are my bias wreckers. BAP is basically my inspiration for doing this series because although I listened to all of their songs, 
it had been a while since I listened to some of them, and I wanted to listen to all of them in a short window of time so that I could rank my favorite album tracks. And this month was actually perfect for a deep dive because I did a lot of traveling in January, and that gave me a ton of time to listen to their music over and over and rank all the songs on each release. Yes, I'm that anal. As we start to get into the individual releases, I do want to note that although I'll be talking about everything, some releases are combined, such as in the case of repackages. But I'll get into those as they come up. For now, enough rambling, let's jump into their debut. BAP's very first release was a four-song single album called Warrior with a title track of the same name. Every song on the single has Jungkook as the lead lyricist, but the music is by separate producers, most, if not all, of whom are in-house TS producers. This will remain pretty consistent throughout a lot of their early discography. It's interesting because although I really associate BAP with this hybrid of hip-hop and rock, it's often more accurate just to say that they debuted with a really intense epic dark sound. The rock certainly comes into play a lot, but not all the time. Either way, BAP absolutely exploded out the gate with what is, in my opinion, one of the best debut K-pop songs of all time. Warrior's not just edgy hip-hop, it's this blend with an epic orchestral wall of sound. It's just so cool. And the rest of the album really doesn't let up either. Three of the four tracks in total are intense songs, and although Secret Love is definitely more mellow than the other three, it's not just some really slow ballad either. As a whole, the single really does a good job of establishing the sound that BAP is going to continue with. As someone who isn't fluent in Korean, I can often be pretty bad about actually looking up lyrics to songs because I really don't even pay attention to lyrics in English. But I had someone suggest to talk about the lyrics in the series, so throughout the podcast I'll point out a few songs whose lyrics I really like or find really meaningful. And the first of those is from this single album, and it's Unbreakable. You can kind of tell from the English lyrics, I'm unbreakable, the general idea of the theme of the song, but when you get into the individual lines, it's really specifically about BAP as a group. If I were to read them, I'd have to read an entire verse to get the full meaning out, but it really talks about the six of them working hard to finally debut, and when it's delivered in a song that's so powerful musically, it really just adds an entirely new dimension to the song. Overall, the single is kind of a middle-of-the-road BAP album for me personally. Warrior is one of their best songs, and I really like the other three, but none of them is going to make an appearance on my top 10 BAP album tracks. That sounds like a really strict bar, but I'm currently working on my album track ranking, and there are like 20 songs vying to be in the top 10. So basically, the album tracks on here are good, but they've done better, as we're going to see in literally a matter of seconds. BAP had their first comeback literally three months later, with our first actual dose of their rock influence, the power single album with a title track of the same name. Once again, Yongguk is listed as a lyricist on all of the songs with separate composers writing all the music. We're barely into this discussion and we've already arrived at not only one of my favorite BAP title tracks in Power, but also one of my favorite BAP album tracks with What the Hell, and also one of my favorite BAP intros with Fight for Freedom. When I first actively decided to start listening to BAP back in like May, I listened to their discography chronologically, just like I did with this full listen-through, and this album was when I was sold. I already thought I'd like all of their music based on their title tracks, but upon listening to this single album, 
I knew BAP was about to rocket to the top of my bias list. This is my music. This is where their rock influence comes in, and we've already established in episode zero that electric guitars make me melt. I used to listen almost exclusively to pop punk before getting into K-pop, and Wikipedia literally has pop punk listed as one of the genres on this album. So obviously, I love it. The song Power itself is very much a break the mold, fight the man type of song, which I'm always down for, and the music is just so fitting as it's one of their most musically powerful songs. And then there's What the Hell, whose chorus is basically a headbanger rock song that carries on the fight the man narrative from Power, and Fight for Freedom just perfectly sets the mood for all of this perfection that you're about to listen to. And even though the slower songs on any album are probably going to be my least favorites, Lie Lie, or also called It's All Lies, is still incredibly powerful. Which is of course fitting both for this release and for BAP as a group. Everything they do has an intensity and a power to it, even their ballads. Which makes them one of the few groups whose ballads I can genuinely love. Honestly, this entire release is just iconic for me. And even after saying all that, it's not even my favorite BAP release, which like says a lot about BAP. All right, so we've now come to our first combined release and also their first mini album, which is the Crash Mini. The Crash Mini album is a repackage of the No Mercy single, so I'm going to be discussing it as Crash since that's the most complete version of the release. No Mercy, with five songs, was released in July 2012 with Goodbye as a pre-release song and No Mercy as the title track. The repackage Crash was released in August 2012 with two added songs, which were Crash, the title track, and the album track I remember, which was a Yongook solo with Daehyun as a featured vocalist. Once again, Yongook participated in writing lyrics for five of seven songs and also participated in composing I Remember and Voice Message. Both No Mercy and Goodbye as like the singles on No Mercy keep up BAP's previous trend of intense music with No Mercy still merging the hip hop and rock genres and Goodbye really just essentially being a rock ballad. While doing research for this podcast, I actually learned quite a bit about No Mercy and I've gained even more respect for the song. Part of the song is actually in dialect at Daehyun's suggestion, and it also incorporates traditional Korean music called Samul Nori. Sorry if that's a gross mispronunciation, I only have the romanization in front of me. But according to a review I read, they actually incorporated traditional instruments in the actual performances as well, which is super cool. This was presumably Himchan's doing since he studied traditional music, but I'm not sure about that, so don't quote me on that. Either way, it's mega cool and something I have a lot of respect for. Moving on, the final title track on here is Crash, which is definitely their brightest and least intense title track thus far, but still has several elements that make it distinctly BAP, such as the whistle sound that's featured throughout most of their title tracks, and an actual instrumental guitar track that you hear throughout. So although it's bright and fun, it still has little elements that brand the BAP sound. Although I love these three like singles, I don't have super strong opinions on the four album tracks on here. I think Dancing in the Rain is a fun dance track that's a little nod to a lot of the trends of 2012, despite some not so great lyrics. And I like I Remember as another rock rap ballad, but personally, the other two songs on Crash are pretty forgettable for me. Voice message is fine, but if you ask me to hum the melody of it or what my mind says, 
I probably couldn't think of it off the top of my head. Honestly, I just think slower and mid-tempo songs blend together in my mind, which is why I have such a problem trying to actually appreciate them, so this is more of a me thing than anything. Keeping up this whirlwind debut year for BAP, they came back again in October 2012 with the single album Stop It and a title track of the same name. Once again, this single album features lyrics by Jungkook on all the songs. This is the first of several BAP single releases with only three songs, and I find this one especially difficult to compare to their larger releases because it's just an intro and two songs. I'll probably sound a bit like a broken record here if I talk too much about Stop It as a song because it's very reminiscent of Crash. In fact, when I first started listening to BAP, I actually got the two songs confused quite often despite the fact that they have pretty different musical influences. Like Crash, it's fun and bright and happy with elements that are quintessential BAP, but its sound is a bit more of a throwback with some orchestral and brassy punches and a piano instrumental in the background instead of guitar. And then the rest of the single is really solid as well. Happy Birthday is probably my favorite of their slower songs, and Yes Sir is one of my favorite of their intros. The first time I listened to Yes Sir, I was actually really disappointed that it wasn't a full song because I was loving it so much. I really appreciate that even when they're going more lighthearted with the title track, they keep these intros very much to the quintessential classic BAP brand. It's an intense hip-hop and rock blend with Daeyeon belting, an emphasis on Yongook and Zello's rapping, whistles, the whole works, and the song's literally only a minute long. That's about all I have for this one. It's three songs and they're all really solid. BAP really didn't get a spare second even breathe in their first year or so as a group because they came back again in February 2013 with their second mini-album, One Shot, with the title track of the same name. Again, Jungkook participated in writing lyrics on all five songs, and Rain Song was also released as a single before the album release. For me, the One Shot mini-album is one of their most consistently solid releases. From start to finish, every single song on this mini is really good. I think this is largely because every single song on the mini features a heavy use of instruments or synths mimicking instruments, which is something I personally really gravitate toward. But regardless, I don't think there's really a weak point on this mini-album. Even with Rain Sound, which is the album's obligatory slowdown moment, it isn't that slow ballad we all generally expect on a K-pop mini-album. The mini starts with Punch, which is apparently a really polarizing song because I've seen a lot of people who didn't like it but it's a high point for me among not just this album, but BAP's album tracks. In a way, it actually makes me think of Monsta X's Fighter. The two songs aren't similar melodically in the slightest, but they're both really powerful songs that feature heavy strings and brass, and are both apparently criminally underrated. It's super percussive and in your face, and I love that. And of course, I think One Shot itself is essentially BAP's most iconic song. Honestly, I don't even know what I could say about how great it is. The orchestra and guitar are so powerful, and they literally have a choir in the background of the One Shot chant just to really emphasize the epicness of the song. I won't dwell on Zero or Coma for too long, but I love both of them a lot. Usually my love of a song is largely dependent on the chorus, but with Zero, the verses are just as strong as the chorus. The vocal melody in the verse is so catchy, and this song is perfect as a more stripped-back take 
on their music. Coma, on the other hand, maintains some of the intensity of one-shot's guitars and orchestra, but while giving the vocalists more of a chance to show off their ability. Both songs are just really great at giving variety to BAP sound while still being quintessential BAP. And I know I haven't talked about their lyrics too much over the past few releases, and that's going to be pretty consistent for a little while, but they've mostly been either continuing the like fight-for-yourself underdog narrative, or it's been like a love song, and to be honest, love song lyrics are kinda a dime a dozen, and I don't want to repeat myself by talking about the underdog narrative constantly. Next up is their Bad Man mini-album with a title track of the same name, which was released in August of 2013. This mini is notable because of the six songs that are on it, four were released as singles or title tracks, three in Korean, and then Excuse Me was released as a Japanese title track. Once again, Yongook participated in writing lyrics for five of the songs and music for two. So given that most of these songs have been title tracks at some point, you'd think that this would be one of their best mini-albums, right? And there are probably plenty of people that feel that way, but I am definitely not one of them. We're about to hit a patch where I'm a little bit more critical of BAP's music, Hang on for the ride, because when we come out of it, I'm going to be lavishing them in even more praise than I did on their first few releases. Anyway, I think the high points of the mini are Badman and Excuse Me. Badman largely continues BAP's previous sound, but what's most notable about it for me is the breakdown at the end of the chorus, going into the first verse and into the bridge. Not that I think that the rest of Badman is just a complete retread of what they've already done, but these breakdowns just add something different, something new to their sound. And I do prefer this breakdown to what we're going to hear through a lot of Hurricane. And then Excuse Me is another great continuation of a less dark take on the sound in their title tracks. And I think that's the distinct difference between a lot of BAP's early title tracks and album tracks. They feature a lot of the same sounds, but the album tracks are just a bit lighter. Then there's Coffee Shop, which is the type of song I probably would have like eaten up in 2011-ish, but now it's just like a like but not love song. It sounds exactly like you'd expect from a song called Coffee Shop, and it's a nice chill but not super slow song. And then on the other end of the spectrum we have Hurricane, which apart from the whistles and Dehan's belting, feels largely like it's coming from out of left field for BAP. It's one of those songs that if I'm honest I don't mind, but in comparison to other BAP songs I'm just kind of like, why? <laughs> But we do get the loof on fire, so that's fun, I guess. Poor Him-Chen's never gonna live that one down, is he? <laughs> then there's What's Poppin', which is fine as an intro. I like it, but it's not a standout for me, and I could honestly go the rest of my life without ever listening to Bow Wow again. Even before looking up the lyrics, I knew they'd be a mess just from the dog sound effects and the spoken bit at the beginning, but they're pretty bad. BAP's next comeback was in February 2014 with their first full album, First Sensibility, with the title track, Angel. Once again, Yongook has lyric credits on every song. Since this is a full album, I'm just going to try to touch on every song very quickly rather than talking about any of them in depth. Since it is a full album, it's a little all over the map musically, and it shows their first major diversion in their sound, in my opinion. The album opens with the intro BAP, which is very stereotypically BAP, 
but from that point we get a wide diversity in sound, a lot of them outside of what listeners have probably come to expect from them. Right off the bat, I want to get one section of these songs out of the way so that I don't have to talk about them again, and those are the sexy songs, those being SNS, Shady Lady, and Body and Soul. They're not my thing. I like the chorus of SNS, but apart from that, they just jumble together in my mind, and with this many songs, I don't want to dwell on them. Then we have the title track, Angel. I find it interesting because it feels like they took some of the sounds they've showcased in album tracks and brought them to a title track. It's a bit like Zero. Still BAP, but a subdued version of BAP. It's a fantastic song that really shows off the members' skills very well, and it's made even better when you watch it with the choreography on stage. Of the other album tracks, Bang Times 2 absolutely stands out. If you couldn't tell it would be my favorite on the album, maybe go back and re-listen to this entire podcast because I might not have made my stance on rock clear enough. I absolutely love it. Spy and Check On are both fantastic throwback songs that mix genres. There's also Save Me, which is another dramatic rock influence song. I also like Love Sick, which to me is funny because its chorus and Baby's chorus have extremely similar endings, but I like Love Sick significantly more, even though they're both a little generic in terms of BAP songs. Although the lyrics of Lovesick are a bit sad, the music is pretty happy, and the chorus honestly sounds like it could be used as the theme song to a BAP summer show. Seriously, picture it. BAP running around in the grass or playing in the pool with the music of Lovesick in the background. It fits, right? Moving on, we also have Easy, which is a mid-tempo kind of jazzy song with an awesome instrumental that's a nice change for them, and these are all my favorites on the album. There are a couple more songs that are more middle-of-the-road tracks for me. I like them, but don't have super strong opinions on them. These are the fan song, Baby, and the slower song, With You. I think I don't have a strong opinion on them because they feel familiar. They're generic enough songs that they sound like something you've heard before. Immediately likable, but definitely not standouts. Their next release was in June of 2014, which was BAP Unplugged 2014, which I'm only going to touch on really briefly because it consists of two songs and an instrumental. As the title suggests, both songs on the single are completely acoustic. The title track, which is Where Are You, What Are You Doing, could really essentially be considered a country song with the amount of harmonica used, which is a sentence I never thought I would have to say when talking about K-pop. To be honest, I feel like there's not a ton to talk about with either of these songs. They're nice, they're chill, and it's nice to see a soft side of BAP, but I feel like neither song is that special. Maybe I've just heard too many acoustic songs, maybe it's just too easy for acoustic songs to all sound the same, but either way, I'm glad they kept this one short and sweet. And what wasn't short and sweet is BAP's lawsuit. That's what we're moving on to next. Fun. On November 27th, 2014, it was announced that all six members of BAP had filed a lawsuit against their company TS, suing for the nullification of their contracts. They cited many, many, many reasons, largely boiling down to them being underpaid and overworked at the expense of their health and well-being with schedules being made without any regard to the members' health. Because of this, they went on hiatus for a year. 
I don't want to dwell on this for too long because it's not explicitly about the music and a ton of information is really easy to find just by googling it, but I do think that it had a big effect on the group and will continue to have an effect on them going forward, so I did want to mention it. The lawsuit was settled in August of 2015 and BAP then returned to TS. I'm not sure what the terms of the settlement were, but BAP were clearly mistreated, and unfortunately, this happens all too often in the entertainment industry and especially in K-pop. Despite the settlement, it's clear that there continues to be bad blood between BAP and TS, as the group has continually put down the company, and so far two members have been officially confirmed as leaving the company once they're contract expired. Honestly, from everything I've seen, TS has just totally mishandled every single artist they have, which is disappointing because they have some of my favorite groups musically. They have Sonamu, they have what I assume is pronounced Tracing, T-R-C-N-G, and they also had Secret. All of their active groups did not have a full group comeback in 2018, except for Tracing in like the first week of 2018, but They've been MIA ever since then. Anyway, moving on from the lawsuit, a year to the day of the announcement of their lawsuit, BAP came back with their fourth mini-album, Matrix, and the title track, Young, Wild, and Free. The writing credits get a bit complicated on this one, but all of them have lyric credits on one song, Zello on one, and Yongguk on all of them, plus music and arranging credits to Yongguk on three of them. If you haven't seen my BAP title track ranking, you should go watch it. I'll link it below, whether it's on the video or below on the podcast. But if you have seen it, you'll know that Young, Wild, and Free is my favorite BAP title track. After those few more low-key title tracks, it's a nice triumphant return to BAP's classic sound with another slight tweak as it's probably the most rock-driven title track they've ever released. It's driven by this fantastic grungy guitar instrumental and allows for both powerful vocal lines and powerful rap sections. This mini-album is also home to Be Happy, which is one of my favorite BAP album tracks. Their Be Happy stage was one of the first live stages of theirs that I watched, and you can just tell how much fun they have getting to perform more lighthearted songs. Every single one of them truly lives their best life while performing Be Happy. The first time I listened to it, I called it Uptown Funk, but better, and I love Uptown Funk. It's just such a fun, funky throwback, and it totally lives up to its name. So because the mini has these two songs that I consider as like, iconic top-tier BAP songs, I almost disregarded the rest of the album. Not on purpose, but those two songs were just so fantastic that I literally forgot the rest of the mini existed. So this listen-through, Matrix ended up being a really pleasant surprise because literally every single song impressed me. The biggest one I found myself sleeping on before was Take Me There, which takes a little while to get started, but fits really well with Be Happy, despite an awkward song order on this mini-album, because the intro is the second song. Take Me There is light and brassy, and it's another song where the verse is almost as catchy as the chorus. Then Monologue, which is an intro despite being the second track, and Blind, the mini's conclusion, are back to BAP's darker sound. Blind definitely reminds me of Save Me in its dramatic intensity. They're probably a bit too similar, but I like both of them, so I don't mind it. And although it's oddly placed, I love Monologue as an intro to Young, Wild, and Free. The intensity of the guitar and strings is on point. Overall, as a comeback for the group, it's fantastic. 
Then in February 2016, they came back with the mini album Carnival and the title track Feel So Good. Once again, Jungkook has lyric and songwriting credits on most of the songs and an arrangement credit on one. I'm not sure I could talk about this mini album without saying this up front, so here comes the spoiler. This is my favorite BAP release, and honestly, it's not even close. Just to put into context how fantastic I think this mini album is, the intro today is by far their best album intro, and it's my least favorite song on the mini album for the sheer fact that they gave me a minute and a half of it when it deserved to be an entire goddamn symphony. While this mini is definitely a lighter version of BAP, I actually think this is their last release before their genuine sound shift, because yes, BAP is known for how dark and intense their music is, and this entire release is very bright and jubilant musically, but those same musical influences are still there. Every single song on Carnival is still very instrumental driven, which is going to change a bit going forward, so take note of that. So I've already rambled too much about this mini without even getting into Feel So Good, which is my second favorite BAP title track, and Carnival, which is another all-time favorite BAP album track. As much as Be Happy makes me happy, Carnival makes me even happier. The second the song comes on, it makes me smile. I don't know why I love it so much. Maybe it's that silly little saxophone riff that repeats through the song, but it's so much fun and I love it. Feel So Good, like I said, is my second favorite BAP title track. Although they had other bright title tracks before this one, I think this is the peak of BAP's lighthearted side. They might be known for their hip-hop and rock hybrid, but they really shine when doing funky retro music. I think this song and album as a whole just show how versatile they are as a group, and I just, I love it. And the mini-album never lets up. My Girl is a tiny slowdown with a bit of a stripped-down sound, but a really fantastic instrumental that really brings me back to the mid-2000s for some reason. And then Albatross is an up-tempo, guitar and percussion-driven absolute bop about chasing your dreams. And then Go is this cute, slightly more synth-driven song with a little whistle riff repeating a lot. Just every single song on this mini is so good, and it's just the most cohesive and consistent album by BAP to date. It's, it's just, it's so good. My only complaint is that they should have released it in summer, because this is the type of album that you want to blast while driving around with the windows down. Their next comeback was in August of 2016 with the single album Put'em Up and the title track That's My Jam. Jungkook participated in lyrics and composition for all three songs, most notably on What More Can I Say, which is almost entirely his individual creation. Like I said earlier, I think this is what marks the distinct shift in BAP's sound. Up until this point, those same classic BAP elements have run through everything they've done, and I think this release really marks a distinct break. It's not that these elements never show up again, we're certainly gonna get bits and pieces of them here or there, but I think this single album is where they started blatantly going trendy sometimes. Not all the time, because they don't always go trendy, but they hadn't really gone fully trendy yet, especially with the title track, and they did with this one. Again, also not a constant, but you are going to see trends pop up more commonly in their music instead of just their classic staples in their sound. And that is most notable in That's My Jam, which is an EDM track, which is a whole new venture for BAP. I think I've listened to it enough times now that it's familiar as a BAP track, but when listening to it in quick succession with their other title tracks before it, 
it does definitely stand out like a sore thumb. Similarly, Do What I Feel is a song that I feel like would be played in like a club or something like that. I've also never been to a club, so like I don't actually know what I'm talking about. Too many people, not my scene. Anyway, it is actually probably my favorite song on the single. It's still EDM, but it does have the tiniest bit of retro flair to it, so I enjoy it. Both Do What I Feel and That's My Jam do kind of feel like party songs though, which is just not what I expect from BAP. That said, the biggest surprise for me on the single is actually What More Can I Say, which is almost never the type of song that I enjoy. I think we've established slow R&B isn't my thing, but the melody in the pre-chorus and the chorus combined with the strings is just really pretty. I swear it's not just because my bias wrote it. Also, we get Zello singing, which is cool. We're about to get several of these three song single albums in a minute, so I want to go ahead and put this out into the universe. I usually have pretty mixed or mediocre feelings about these. This one for me is just alright. None of the songs is one that I dislike, but there also isn't one that stands out as a great BAP song, which sounds really critical because obviously not every song is going to stand out, but almost every single BAP release has like one song that I absolutely love, and for there to be not a song like that on this one, is actually more rare than it is to have a song that stands out, if that makes sense. So in terms of looking at this release as a whole, it's a bit of a shrug for me. So then in November of 2016, BAP came back with their second full album, Noir, and the title track, Skydive. Since there are so many songs and therefore so many songwriting credits, going through all of them would take forever, but Yangguk has lyric and musical credits on most of the songs, Zello has lyric credits on two, and Jungkook also has lyric and music credits on his solo track. It's also important to note that a month before the album was released, Yongook went on a mental health hiatus, which lasted throughout the duration of the promotion of the album. I don't want to talk about it too much right now, but it will be important for their next release, so just keep that in mind. Noir is an interesting one for me because when I first started listening to BAP, I felt like everyone was head over heels in love with and obsessed with this album. And given that it was largely divergent from their classic sound, I didn't love it quite as much as the rest of their music. It kind of caused one of those moments where you feel like something is overhyped, which leads you to overestimate how underwhelmed you are, if that makes sense. So basically, I severely underappreciated the album and then came to appreciate it more during this listen. You can really tell Yonggook's influence from the very first second the album opens because Le Noir is so jazzy and our boy Yonggook loves him some jazz. Moving on to our title track, Skydive, which I think was actually the first BAP song I ever listened to. And it's also, thank god, a return to their classic BAP sound. The guitars, the intensity, the orchestra, the darkness, it's great. I missed it. We also get a Korean version of their Japanese title track, Kingdom, but I'm going to leave that until the end where I'm going to talk about all their Japanese music in one fell swoop. To me, the four album tracks that really stand out on Noir are Confession, which is also titled Prey, Ribbon in the Sky, Killer, and Chikita. Now on the surface, Prey seems like a song I wouldn't really love because it is mostly rap, but goddamn, if I don't love a good classical influence in my pop music, and that's what we get with some Gregorian chant. I know I said I never thought I'd talk about country and K-pop in the same sentence, but I really didn't think I'd ever talk about Gregorian chant and K-pop 
in the same sentence. I'm not sure if it's a legit chant or something written for the song, but as I haven't had any luck finding it, I'm gonna go with the latter. But please do let me know if I'm wrong. I looked for it. I can't find it. I'm assuming it was written for the song. Either way, either way, this song is beautiful. It's perfect. I love it. And its lyrics are really like a prayer and speak about depression. Honestly, they're possibly the deepest lyrics in any BAP song, so I don't think talking about them too much would do them much justice. Just go watch a lyric video and be impressed. It's it's great. Moving on to Ribbon in the Sky, which is probably the main reason I'm even doing this series. BAP inspired this series, but more specifically, it was this exact song. It was one I'd kind of overlooked a bit within BAP's discography, and when it came on shuffle, my wig was snatched with how much I loved it. So this was definitely one I underrated before and fully appreciate now. All I have to say is the orchestra. The goddamn orchestra. The slides that the strings and horns do are such dynamic little hits, and god, they're so good. They're really the stars of this entire show. The song is just so powerful. It also features the return of Jungkook's Fight the System lyrics, which is always something I'll take over another love song. And then Killer and Chiquita are our now obligatory funky songs on the album, but I think we've established that I'm never going to complain about getting a funky song from BAP, especially when Killer has that bass part and those horns. Fermata and I Guess I Need You are both really pretty, slow, smooth R&B songs, that I actually like quite a bit more than their genre would suggest. That said, they're also not ones that absolutely blow me away, but the vocals on Fermata are stunning and incredibly impressive. And then there's Walk or Walking, depending on the way you translate it, and Jungkook's solo Now, which I think are the two songs on the album that are least impressive for me. I don't have anything against either of them, they're fine. I just find them a bit forgettable among BAP's really strong discography and a really strong album. I've rambled for too long about this album, so I'll just wrap it up by saying that overall it's a solid album and I ended up enjoying it quite a bit more than I expected to. BAP's next comeback was in March 2017 with the single album Rose, marking Jungkook's return from hiatus with the title track Wake Me Up, which tackles the topic of mental illness, which was especially poignant for the group given Jungkook's return from hiatus because of mental illness. Per usual, Jungkook has writing credits on all three songs, and Cello has lyric credits on Wake Me Up. Of all of their three-song single albums, I think this one is the most successful. Wake Me Up isn't as obviously rock-driven as most of their other title tracks, but the guitar track is there, as is their signature dark moodiness, and it fits the meaning of the song well. I love watching live performances of Wake Me Up because it always hits me especially hard. It starts out without Jungkook on stage, and he doesn't come on until his rap in the second verse. It always feels like just such a powerful, triumphant return, and he's speaking his truth, starting with a phrase that he feels so strongly about that he got it tattooed across his chest. And as much as I love Wake Me Up, it's not even my favorite song on the single. That honor belongs, predictably, to Dystopia, which also happens to be the song that finally inspired me to get into BAP. This is the hardest rock sound we're going to get from BAP, and it's just so fantastic. It's not going to be everyone's taste, and I totally get that, but given that we've had a bit of a dry spell since they went really hard on the rock, I appreciated that. And then the last song on the single is Diamond For Ya, which is a bit of a perplexing one for me. It's not a personal favorite, but I do really respect the ambition of the song. 
They really tried something unique with this one, and I appreciate that. Their next comeback was another three-song single album, again in September 2017, with the title track, Honeymoon. This marks the completion of the color series, started with Noir. I'm only stating that now because apart from being linked by title, it doesn't seem like they actually have that much of a correlation with each other. If I am missing something, feel free to let me know. This also marks the absolute least excited I am to talk about a release. Seriously, my favorite song on this single album is the Tropical House one, and we established in episode zero that I'm not a big Tropical House fan. That's how underwhelming I find this single. I'm sure there are people who disagree with me and think that this is a nice different sound from BAP, but honestly, I really struggle to care about the single. Honeymoon is fine, the little whistle is catchy, to me it just doesn't feel special. And I'm sure other people would argue that many of their other title tracks don't feel special because they're within that same dark, angsty rock theme that they always do. But that's what, to me, makes BAP as a group special. They have a music style that's distinctly their own, and within some of these newer releases, they've started to lose that. Honestly, it just makes me a little sad because Honeymoon sounds generic in comparison to some of their other songs for me personally. I still like the song, but it's my least favorite of their title tracks for a reason. All the Way Up, the aforementioned Tropical House song, is my favorite solely for the fact that it almost makes me like Trop House. It's up-tempo and fun, and I enjoy it. As for Rewind, it's one of BAP's slow songs that I do enjoy. I feel like I've said that about half of BAP's slow songs, but there's a reason that they're one of my favorite groups. They make me enjoy songs that I usually wouldn't love. That said, all three songs to me are fairly forgettable within BAP's discography. They're fine, but if Blue just disappeared from BAP's discography, I probably wouldn't be too sad about it or miss it very much. And finally, what is currently their most recent full group release, Ego was released in December 2017 with three new songs, the title track being Hands Up. Hyungook has lyric credits on all three songs, and Zello has songwriting credits on Hands Up. Of their three-song single albums, this might be the most difficult for me to talk about because I have such disparate opinions on each of these songs. On one hand, we have Hands Up, which is a title track that I do enjoy, but is quite distinctly right in the middle of their title tracks for me. It's a good one, but not a favorite. It maintains their requisite edginess and their general question-everything-fight-the-man message, but with music that for me is a bit more generic than their classic sound, to the point that I have difficulty really pegging what to even call it. Then there's Think Hole, which is one of those songs where I struggle to remember the melody or anything about it unless I'm listening to it at that exact moment, aka I find it generic. And the chorus is just a beat drop, which is incredibly disappointing from BAP. Like, y'all can do better. But then the bright, perfect moon dance in the darkness. Moon dance is one of those songs that on paper I wouldn't expect to love. Genre-wise, it doesn't check too many boxes on the list of things I enjoy, but in reality, it's absolute perfection. It's a masterpiece. It's one of their strongest songs melodically, and it's not even that the song is catchy because it's really not. The melody is just really powerful in both the verse and the chorus. And then the chorus is topped off by these really interesting and unique little squiggly synths that give it almost a spooky sound. Honestly, it's a really simple song executed to perfection. Zello's rap bridge is perfectly placed, as is Jungkook's rap verse. I truly would not change a single note 
of this song. It's just, it's perfect. All right, so those are all of their full group Korean releases. I'm now going to move on to their Japanese releases, but although they have an extensive Japanese discography, I'm going to be discussing them as if they were one singular album. Because they've released three full albums and several single albums, but almost all of their Japanese releases are Japanese versions of their Korean songs, and it would feel a bit redundant to go over all of that again. So if you do want to see the full list of their Japanese discography, I'll leave a link to that on the blog post for this episode. In total, they have less than 10 songs released originally in Japanese, so I'm going to be discussing those songs and then moving on to big picture things. Their best absolute perfect album was the first full Japanese album, and it features three songs that are original Japanese releases. The title track, Kingdom, the intro, New World, and the album track, Back in Time. As I already mentioned, they did also release the Korean version of Kingdom on their Noir album. Kingdom is one of those all-time favorite BAP songs for me. I feel like it's the epitome of everything you could want from a matured BAP sound. It features all these elements that are classic BAP, but done in an elevated way that makes it clear that this is an experienced, seasoned K-pop group. The strings are especially perfect. BAP with guitar and orchestra is just a fantastic combination. Then there's Back in Time, which is a fun little rhythmically driven song with a little whistle theme running throughout it, and New World largely sounds like an epic army marching into battle, which is cool and definitely fits with BAP's overall sound. Then there's the Unlimited album, which features all of their other original Japanese songs, as well as Japanese versions of Korean songs. The title track is Fly High, and there are four original Japanese album tracks. Fly High is on the lower end of BAP's title tracks for me, and to be honest, I'm not sure I have a definitive reason for that. The orchestra in it is a nice element, but I think that maybe the song just feels a little bit more static than a lot of their songs. Seriously, I'm not really sure what I'm saying at this point. Anyway, across the board for their Japanese songs, they just really don't hit me as hard as their Korean songs. It's a pretty small sample size, but they're all pretty middle-of-the-road BAP songs for me. My favorite is definitely, and unsurprisingly, Freaky Sound, because it relies a lot on guitar instrumental and is very rhythmically driven with a dash of funk thrown in. Good Time is a nice little mid-tempo chill song featuring guitar and brass, You is a ballad, and Fire Flame is Trap House, so we know how I feel about that. Alright, so on to big picture things. Like I said as I was going through, two things I think are important to note are their lawsuit with their company and their sound shift. Although they didn't happen at the same time, I do think they're related and the sound shift is a bit of a reaction to the lawsuit, or at least to the comeback. After the lawsuit, they released Matrix, which is definitely still very BAP. From there, they went to Carnival, which, although lighter, still has several classic BAP elements. And then, boom, put them up, which is kind of out of left field. I haven't analyzed album sales or anything like that, but what it feels like is that BAP wanted to come back and immediately give their fans something they love, but from there they wanted to start broadening. When put in context, Feel So Good almost feels like a bridge, as does the Carnival album. It feels like it's a softer way to kind of approach some of their newer releases. Because until this point, you really don't see them trying to be trendy. 
they stick to their sound. But after this point, they do veer more toward trends, and therefore the lightness of Carnival almost feels like a step into the lightness of pop, if that makes sense. Obviously, like I already said, not every single thing they released after that is trendy, but it's just something they hadn't really done before this point. I don't know, I kind of feel like I'm rambling, but it feels like they were really trying to expand after the lawsuit and reach a wider fan base than before. Maybe that was the company's doing, maybe that was them trying to be more successful so they could eventually step away from the company and remain successful. I don't know, but that was something I kind of noticed. And on the topic of the group stepping away from the company and remaining successful, I do think that's what they plan to do. I'm not sure logistically how they're going to do it, but now that it's officially been seven years and Jungkook and Zello have officially left the company, I do really think that the group intends to stay together as six and sign together as a group to a different company. I might be totally wrong, but that's my opinion on it. Okay, next major big picture thing I want to talk about is their album intros. Groups' intros on their albums usually get skipped over when the albums are talked about, but I think it would be a disservice to BAP to ignore their intros because in some cases they're as good as their full songs. I talked about them throughout my discussion of their releases, and now I'm going to talk about them on their own and tell you my top five because I didn't want to just put them in with the album songs. And I'm going to be listing them starting with my number one favorite and working down to number five because I feel like I've already made it obvious which is my favorite. So as I said earlier, today from the Carnival album is my favorite of their intros. It's a crime that it's not a full-length song because there's something just so joyous and also epic about it and the orchestra is just so on point. Second place goes to Fight for Freedom, the intro to the power single. It's another that really deserves to be a full song. There's almost a we will rock you feel to it where you want to just do the boom boom clap with them. Third place for me goes to Monologue from the Matrix Mini. I wasn't even sure I should count this as an intro because it's the second song on the mini, not the first, but it's the intro to Young, Wild, and Free, and I love it, so I'm counting it. It's just so dark and the guitar is fantastic and I love it. Yes Sir from Stop It gets fourth. I couldn't not include this one because the first time I listened to it, I was legitimately sad. It wasn't a full-length song. The vocal parts in it are just so powerful and it ends far too soon. And then fifth is New World from their best absolute perfect Japanese album. I just really love the like epic dystopian militaristic feel. It's, it's so cool. Moving on to my favorite albums. Like with the intros, I'm gonna do a top five going from my favorite to my least favorite because again, I've made my favorite disgustingly obvious. My favorite is clearly Carnival. I don't think I can make that any more obvious than I already have. I think it's absolute perfection from start to finish and I've already rambled too long about it. Second place is Power, which is solid overall, but largely gets this high due to the sheer force of Power and What the Hell, which to me are two of BAP's absolutely untouchable songs. Third for me is One Shot, which has one of BAP's most iconic songs for me with One Shot and four other songs that, while aren't quite as iconic, are still well above average within BAP's discography, which moved the mini as a whole up near the top. Number four for me is their Matrix mini album, which was really a pleasant surprise when going through their discography, because I really overlooked three incredibly solid songs due to the sheer force of Young, Wild, and Free and Be Happy. And then fifth for me is Noir, which is probably the album that surprised me the most, of their discography because I always thought I preferred First Sensibility, but when going through everything in one fell swoop, Noir shone more for me and bumped it up the list. That said, after these top five, 
Their Rose single album and First Sensibility album were both so close to making this top five, but that would make it a top seven, and they're just honorable mentions instead. To very quickly touch on my least favorite of their releases, fortunately, they're all the very short ones. My least favorite, unsurprisingly, is their Unplugged single album, which I just really don't have a strong opinion on one way or the other. And then tied for second and third are their Put em Up single album and Blue single album, mostly because neither of them have one standout fantastic song for me, which sounds like a high bar to clear, but literally every single one of their other releases has at least one song that I absolutely love. And finally, the last thing we're going to talk about, my favorite album tracks. Yes, yes, I know. I said at the beginning that I'm still going to be ranking the album tracks separately. And while that's true, as a bit of a good god thank you for listening to me ramble for however long I just rambled gift, I'm going to give you a sneak preview. I still haven't finished the ranking, but I do have a very definitive top six album tracks that I'm gonna share with you. I still have literally zero idea how I want to order them, but here they are really quickly. The first one is Carnival, which is light and fun and just makes me smile every time it comes on. Next is Be Happy, which as the title says, just makes me extremely happy and I love seeing BAP live their best life on that stage. Third is Dystopia, which goes so hard in the best way possible. Next is Moondance, which is just so special and so unique with those fantastic synths. The fifth one is Bang Times Two, which is just such a fun punch of BAP's rock side. And finally, What the Hell, which is literally the reason their power album is labeled as pop punk, which is never something I'm going to complain about in my K-pop. So those are my top six album tracks. Like I said, I have zero idea what order they're going in, and it's going to be a struggle but those are the six. All right, so that is about all I have for this podcast, and I know what you're thinking. Thank God, because I've rambled way, way, way too long. Anyway, if you've made it to this point, let me know by commenting on the video or blog post, and let me know what you thought about this, and if there are any other topics you'd like me to cover when I do these podcasts every month. Like I said in episode zero, I'm not really taking group requests due to my own need for motivation and the only way I'm going to be motivated enough to do this is to pick the group myself, but I'd love to hear what other discography related things you'd love me to discuss for each group I talk about in the series. I do intend for these to be all pretty lengthy, but <laughs> this one is definitely on the longer side due to the fact that it's a group I wanted to go more in depth into, so thank you for sticking this out. I'm sure the others are not going to be this long. So I'm going to finally stop talking now, both for your sake and for my voice, because I don't know if you can tell, but I think I'm getting sick, and my voice has been struggling to continue talking, so if you hear that I'm kind of almost whispering at this point, that's why I'm speaking softly, because I don't want to destroy my voice. <laughs> anyway, thank you again for listening to me rambling for this long, and I will see you in my next podcast. Bye!